Thriving, Not Surviving, with your host, Gina Gardner. To lead others, you first need to be the best version of yourself and lead from a place of wholeness. Motivation, empowerment, leadership, personal and spiritual development are just a few of the topics you will hear on Thriving, Not Surviving. So sit back and enjoy the show with your host, Gina Gardner. Hello, everyone, and welcome to BBS Radio and today's show. I'm absolutely thrilled to be able to welcome Jackie Lappin, who's our guest today. A huge wealth of experience and expertise to help you, particularly if you're a business leader and you want to get the word out there. I'm going to read her bio. As you know, I read it because I don't want to miss any of the richness. Jackie Lappin is a leader in helping leaders, authors, coaches and speakers connect with their next followers around the globe. An expert in aiding them to get booked, she provides strategies, guidance and leads through her speakertunity programs, tip sheets and regional directories that get changemakers booked on stages, radio shows, podcasts, virtual summits, TEDx events and virtual networking across North America. Speakertunity also offers a speaker one-sheet graphic design service and turnkey success booking system. Jackie, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you, Gina. I'm just delighted to be here. And BBS is one of my favorites. I love the guys who run that network. (laughs) Oh, that's fabulous. I'm, I'm just so pleased to have you here. Now, for many people, particularly those who are leaders in their organization, um, they will need to know, you know, what brought you here? What can you offer them? So tell us a bit about your story. Sure. So it goes way back to when I started as an 11 year old and told my parents I wanted to be a sports writer. And so I passionately pursued that. And at 20, I was at the uh, Detroit Free Press. At 21, I was at the Associated Press and on the front pages of the Los Angeles Times. And at 22, I was at the Washington Post. I I then went on to um, start and uh, run one of the world's largest sports special events and cable TV PR agencies uh, for that day. Over 20 years, I ran that agency with a world-class client list. You would have recognized them. And the last thing I did was I launched the worldwide poker phenomena with the World <laughs> Poker Tour. So I've got everybody uh, playing poker. Um, but it was, uh, it was great. Those are 20 great years. But it, the media had changed. It wasn't much fun anymore. Things were heading towards social media. And I wrote two books, one called The Art of Conscious Creation, How You Can Transform the World. And the second one was called Practical Conscious Creation, Daily Techniques to manifest your desires. Both were bestsellers. And the second one was the best book, spiritual book of the year at the International New Age Trade Show. And I'm very proud of those books. But what they taught me was that my heart was with the messengers of the world, the people that were making the the world a better place. And so I recommended 
completely reconfigured my in my company and renamed it Conscious Media Relations. And what we do here uh, and have been doing for over 12 years is doing radio podcast tours where we introduce authors to 9,000 radio shows and podcasts um, at the same time with a minimum guarantee of 30 interviews on our top two programs. And so we have been doing that wonderfully successfully all these years, including for people like Don Miguel Ruiz and Ariel Ford and James Twyman and Joe Vitale and Chris and Janet Atwood and Maureen St. Germain, some of those names you might know, and lots of first-time authors. But then our client base kept coming to us and saying, well, can you book me for speaking engagements? Can you book me for this? And And we said, we don't want to book you, but we know where they are. Why don't we tell you? And so that's how Speakertunity was born. And Speakertunity is the, the speaker and leader resource company where we give leaders contacts where they can book themselves, but we've taken all the research out of it. And then we give them the tools and the training so that they can be really successful and get on more stages. So my mission in life is all about helping people to get booked whether it is on, you know, as we said, you know, on, on the radio shows and podcasts where it's done for you or over here on the speaker side where we do all of those different platforms, including, um, you know, podcasts and summits and all that, but we give them the tools to do it. So that's basically how we got to where we are. Sounds great. So come on, tell me, I'm a business leader. Why is it that I need to get booked on podcasts or to speak? What do you think are the, the, real, the, the real essence of why it's so important, particularly at this time? Well, the simple answer is if they don't know about you, they're not going to buy your products. So you have to have visibility. And in-person visibility is the single most effective way for people to know, like, and trust you fast. So they say yes when you make an offer. So you really need to be on as many platforms as possible, but you want to be in the platforms where the people that are your ideal customer are frequenting. So you don't want to do everything. You want to pick the ones that are right for you and then put yourself out there. I think that's great advice, but I think for many people, they don't know where to start, which is why somebody like you who has not only the experience but also has gathered the information that you can take the pain out of it, can't you? Exactly. So you first have to start by actually having a signature talk. Yes. And being confident being on stages. Now, there are lots of ways to get there. One that's our, you know, Toastmasters is a great organization that helps you come along. You can just start booking yourself locally because locals like to book book locals and start to sort of test the waters and see what works and what doesn't work and modify your presentation. And the third thing is to get some good speaker training. There are fabulous speaker trainers in the world that will take you from zero to 60 in a very short period of time. Um, And that includes everything from uh, constructing and deciding what it is you're going to present uh, then your stage presence and then your sales ability. And, and that sales, I know, is a dirty word in the, you know, in the personal growth and spirituality space, but it really isn't. It's an offer if it's an invitation. And as long as you're not doing it like a used car salesman, if you're doing it from a conscious place, 
you are in an you're attractive marketing rather than push marketing. So you're attracting people to you and they want what you have because you've got given them a certain amount of information up front that thinks, oh, they really know what they can. And she's got solutions and answers for me. And then you provide the bigger solution and answer that just says like, hey, if that was valuable, would you like to come along with me and let me offer you something more that's going to get you to the next stage? So you really want to have all that in place. And when you have that in place, that's when you come to us, because then we're going to make it so easy for you to find those stages. And if people are questioning, well, you know, the, the old thing that speaking speaking is the, you know, what the public speaking is the first number one thing on the list of, uh, of, of human terrors. The one piece of advice that I would give you is you are not there to, um, to, for them to sit there, they're not going to be judging you. It's, you know, if you're sitting on stage thinking, oh my, what are they thinking of me? And am I doing this right? And do I look right? Or do they like me? None of that is going on. That's all going on in your head. What's really going on is, does she have something for me that's going to be important? Does, can she change my life? What is the information that I need from this person? So if you're standing on that stage from the standpoint of being in service, that you're helping those people, that they need what you have, if you're on that stage, all your butterflies should go away if you are standing in that consciousness. I know when I'm training people to do presentations and helping them feel confident, one of the pieces of advice that I give them, and most of them seem to think that this is a, a, a really crucial piece of advice, doesn't matter how big the audience is, whether your audience is five or 5,000, you're speaking to individuals. So just imagine that you're speaking to one and not to this huge number. And if you speak from the heart to that one person and use them, if you like, as the, um, as the, the, the focus for all of the other people, then everybody will recognize your authenticity. And you know, there's a great story from a, a friend of mine who is a, a, a significant speaker in the UK and the, in, in Canada and the US. And he spoke one day at a crowd of 30,000 people and made one offer. And then two days later, went to a crowd of, I think he said it was 12. Mm -hmm. I made the same offer. He got more money by far out of the group of 12 than the 3,000 because it was the right audience. It was intimate. And, you know, they were really into what he had to present. So it doesn't even matter the size of the audience. You could get one substantial client out of a room full of five people. And isn't it interesting because there's, there's many people get hooked on whether it's the number of, of in the audience or whether the number of people they've got on LinkedIn or the, the number of people on Facebook. And actually those numbers are fairly irrelevant if they're not the right people. And you make a really good point that, uh, that ultimately knowing your audience and being able to connect with the right audience in the right way is what does it. And the right offer for that audience. And the right offer for that audience. The offer isn't always right. It, the, uh, one, what's right for one audience is not necessarily right for another. And sometimes you just have to have two or three different offers yes. to figure out, all right, well, this audience is beginners. These are more experienced people and they can afford more. So you position it right for the audience. 
I'd like to go back to some of the, the things that, that you talk about that, that you're able to do, because I think the relevance of these things has always been important. But given we're, um, we're in a world where everything's been turned upside down and there is so much white noise on the Internet, it's how do you stand out when there is just so much stuff going on? And you talk about, for example, um, virtual summits and TEDx um, um, events. And I think you know, things like TEDx have got such a, a great reputation around the world now, haven't they? Of having, they've got real standing that people have been expected to hone their, um, their message in a way that's succinct and accessible. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to people who are considering doing a TEDx talk? Watch the TEDx that have been previously done by the particular ones that you're interested in getting into because they're curated by an individual and you'll get a better sense of what they're looking for. And that many TEDx's actually have a theme. So if you can find out what that year's theme is and fit your topic to that theme, it's going to make a significant difference. Right. Um, Have a, if you have done it on stage prior to it, or you can show what the content is, Sometimes they'll want you to send a video so that they can see how well you present. And if it's a topic and consistent, you can show them consistently what it, what it would be. Um, Obviously uh, you know, you may not be able to have a TEDx to show a TEDx, but you know, something that gives them a pretty good idea. Um, But a lot of times it's a form and you got to fill it out and and submit it at at the specifics that they want. So make sure that you have a pretty fair idea of what they're looking for. Again, isn't it so often the way you've got to do your research, you've got to put yourself in a position of of coming from a place of strength rather than a place of naivety, haven't you? Well, and for example, with our TEDx directory, we give you all 450 in the US and Canada. So, you know, there may be one or two that are close to you that maybe aren't right for you, but there might be one in the nearby state that might be perfect for you. So don't give up. You need to look around. I mean, it, it, this is one of the hardest gets to get. Yeah. You know, you can, it's much easier to get on a local meeting yes. than it is to get booked on a TEDx. So, and if all you're doing is starting out on a, trying to get a TEDx, you're going to get discouraged a lot of times. So you really should spread yourself out and get some other bookings so that you're not feeling that you're not any good and it's not working. You know, make sure that you get the low hanging fruit Build up your expertise, build up your confidence, and then you can go after the bigger things. Sounds like really good advice to me. Can we talk a bit about podcasts? Because uh, it's a a growth industry. They seem to be popping up all over the place. And there are people who are interested in being guests and people who are interested in being hosts. So with your expertise, and you have a lot of it, What's your advice for both parties, really? Well, if you're going to be a host, one, if it's it's new to you, you might want to get some support um, because there's a lot of complications in terms of, you know, getting your guests in and setting up your technology and doing the promotion. Um, You can do it on the cheap and just do it yourself. And that's great. There's lots of ways to do it. Even people use blog talk as the basis for some of their their. uh, their podcasts. 
Um, but there are lots of what they call podcatchers out there that you can get your podcast housed at. Um, and pick something and create something that's niche. Make it. Make sure that they know what your niche is, so that it stands out from the crowd. You don't want to do the same, same old, same old that everybody else is doing. So that's and and you have to aggressively promote it. Don't expect that people will come to you. Okay. And sometimes going with an existing network, which they will alert their people about new shows, is a really good way strategy to get started. Yeah. Um, if you are looking to get booked on podcasts, like we do with our radio tours or our Speaker Tunity Radio Insider, where we give you 40 radio shows and podcasts, and when this airs, there's a new one called Speaker Tunity Radio Insider for Business, where we give you 40 B2B radio shows. If you want to do something like that, then you need to uh, first make sure that you have a particular subject matter, a platform that you want to be pitching to people so that you're not, they're not, you're not just saying, hey, put me on your show. They know what the subject matter is going to be. Um, then you are going to want to part- part- participate, I mean, put together the things that you're going to need to get booked. That can be a pitch letter that explains what this all is and a um and with a little summary on your bio or and you can do this in addition or you can do this in exchange is a podcast introductory sheet which is a slick sheet that shows your bio and then four or five topics that you like to talk on i'd like to include both of those and we do speaker we do uh, speaker and podcast introductory sheets from um, templates you select, pick colors you pick, and then the fill out a form makes it really simple. You don't have to go through a lot of rigmarole to get your speaker one sheet or your podcast sheet. But if you're doing your podcast, so now you set, you have a pitch letter, you might have a podcast sheet. You want to send that out to the targeted podcasters that use shows you want to be on. Again, you can go to the various different podcast aggregators and figure out what shows are in the, the channels that you want. Uh, the subject matter channels, or, you know, we're obviously a shortcut for folks. Um, and, um, you know, we'll feed you 40 every month. But then um, you want to do the follow-up because a lot of times it'll go into oblivion. Um, so if you can get a telephone number for that host and you don't hear from them, then you can pick up the phone. Now, one thing with podcasts, a lot of times they may not, they probably won't give you an email you have to go to the podcaster's personal e- uh, website yeah. to find the email address, a phone number, or wait for it, put it in the contact form. Sometimes you just have to do that in order to get through. Now, some of them, some of the more sophisticated shows actually have an intake form. They say apply to be a guest and you can do that there as well. But have all your materials like, you know, cut and paste Okay, here's my bio. Here's the description of what I'm speaking of. Here's my free gift. And by the way, make sure you have a free gift that you can give away because that's the most effective way to make your podcast pay off for you. Obviously, you can sell a book. You can be taught and introducing people to your coaching programs or whatever it is, your e-courses. That's all wonderful. But the fastest way to get them into your email list and build a relationship with them is a freebie. And so you want to have that ready to go. So just recap what people can, how you can help people shortcut the system, how you can save them time, aggravation, and time is money. I'm, uh, I'm a newbie. 
what, what, what should I come to you for? Okay. So if you have a decent budget, you have some money to spend, mm-hmm. the fastest and easiest way is to do a radio podcast tour with us where I write the pitch and we send it to 9,000 radio shows and podcasts. And it's a really good way to launch a book if you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be a number one. If you've got the money, that's the fastest and easiest way to do that. And we have two or three different ways to do it. So that, you know, depending on your budget, depending on how much time you have. The second way is do it yourself. That is to subscribe to Speakertunity Radio Insider or Speakertunity Radio Insider for Business. Mm-hmm. And we do have packages. We're calling them quick start packages where you can get that. And for a year, it gives you a whole year subscription for it. Then it gives you the training program on how to book yourself, including how to write your pitch letter and do everything in the process and how to pitch, follow up the, the pitch. And then lastly, we'll do your podcast sheet for you. It's all one package. So it's really simple and easy. So you would go on to our website, Speakertunity website, and look for the quick start package for related to getting on podcasts and radio shows. Now, we're almost out of time. You talked about having a free gift, and I know you've got a free gift to offer listeners. Would you want to explain what your free gift is? Actually, I've got two, if that's okay. Yes, please. So one is a free trial in all three of our Speakertunity subscription services. They're normally $35 a month. Mm-hmm. One is Speakertunity Speaker Leads, giving leads all over North America for you. The next one is uh, Speakertunity Radio Insider, which gives you 40 radio shows and podcasts a month. And the third one is Speakertunity Summits, where we give you virtual summits that are looking for guest presenters and giveaways looking for partners. I'm going to give you a free month in all of those. And it's the way to get that is you go to speakertunity.com forward slash free hyphen trials. Now repeat that speakertunity.com forward slash free hyphen trials. Now, remember when we were talking about that freebie? Yep. And most people think of a freebie as I'm going to give a free consultation or I'm going to give an ebook, but you know what? There are 44 more ways to get people engaged. And we have created an ebook called 44 Ways to Seduce Your Next Client from (laughs) podcasts, radio shows, speaking engagements, uh, virtual and uh, live, um, uh, virtual networking and virtual summits. Um, And you can get it by going to speakertunity.com forward slash seduce. Love it. Thank you. And all of those details will be in the show notes. Just lastly, if people wanted to actually talk to you and get some more information from you, how would they contact you? Well, they can either go to Jackie at speakertunity.com and send me an email, or here is my schedule link, www.schedule.jackielappin.com. And again, we'll make sure that that uh, address is in the show notes so people can find them. Thank you so much. It's been a joy to work with you. You have so much to offer. And I think, well, I think the way forward is going to be radio, speaking and podcast, because I think the Internet has just got so crowded in terms of social media that people are getting a bit tired and burnt out from it. They want to see the authentic person and make that connection. I think, Gina, too, that virtual speaking is also standing in for that. 
And so, you know, a lot of those meetings that used to be live are now just virtual. Yeah. And so that's another really good way that you can have an audience and speak. So it's just like speaking on a podcast, you know, or like I'm doing right now, a video cast. Um, but it's uh, it, it's going to give you a targeted audience and there, many of them are worth doing. Brilliant. Thank you very much once again. It's been a joy. Um, and for those of you that are listening, don't go away. After the break, we go into our genuine chat. But until uh, I see you in a moment, Jackie, thank you very much indeed. It's brilliant. Thank you, Gina. It's lovely to be here. If you're a businesswoman who is overwhelmed or suffering from imposter syndrome, who is tired of having one disastrous relationship after another, or who finds it hard just to say no, well, it's time to take care of you. You get the best out of life by contacting Gina Gardner, relationship coach and best-selling author and motivational speaker. Just visit genuinely-u.com or you can email Gina directly at gina at genuinely-u.com. Take action now. Start to thrive rather than simply survive. Imagine being a highly successful, enlightened leader who is in complete alignment with your best self, who makes a positive difference on a daily basis. Let me introduce Gina Gardner, an expert in developing transformational leadership with over 30 years of experience. Gina has developed a unique and unrivaled approach to help you step into your genuine power to become an enlightened leader. And when you do, amazing things happen. Go to enlightenedleadership.co or email Gina at gina at genuinely-u.com. Hello and welcome back. As you know, the second part of the Thriving Not Surviving show is a, a genuine conversation with my friend Rachel Davidson. Now, Rachel is uh, a number one uh, international best-selling author. She wrote, writes incredible spiritual novels. So go and check them out on Amazon. The Point of Me, The Truth of Her, and her third book is about to come out. So, <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today? Today I want to talk about loneliness and it's one of those things that I think many people have moments of loneliness and other people spend a huge amount of their time feeling lonely and I want to make the distinction because there's loneliness when you are completely on your own and there's no other distractions and there's nobody there 
But there's also loneliness when you're part of a, of a relationship or within a crowd. And each of them are difficult to deal with. And I think probably need a, a different approach. So let's start with loneliness when you're spending time, a lot of time on your own. Mm-hmm. And earlier this year, with the coronavirus and lockdown, many people were experiencing loneliness in a way that they hitherto hadn't done mm-hmm. because they weren't able to get out. They weren't able to in the same space as other people while they were in lockdown and keeping themselves safe. So loneliness, Rachel, for you, what does that mean? Um, I think you have to differentiate between loneliness, which feels to me like it's something that is external and happening to you versus solitariness which is a a state of mind something that um, comes from within so I mean I live a relatively solitary life (laughs) that's true of most writers because of course we don't have to go out to well I mean you know if if you're uh, uh, doing it full-time you don't go out to an office and write and um and even when you are writing possibly in a coffee shop or whatever you're still being a very solitary on your own kind of job um there's not a lot of um need for sort of um coming together and chatting to your colleagues about it because you know it's your story and you've got to write it so i'm i'm pretty okay with being on my own but that is different from being lonely and I have experienced loneliness whilst um, in a relationship whilst um, going to lots of social events and um, apparently being surrounded by friends um, and yet feeling completely disconnected from it and sort of trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with me why was I lonely when you know here I was at yet another party with all of these people and I was talking I mean I wasn't standing up by the wall which is probably where I would be more comfortable <laughs> um so I, I really think that loneliness is a um a, a I think it's very endemic in society and b I think it really is a state of mind and it is a signal that you're not in your right place if you're feeling lonely where you are isn't suiting something so you need to reach out and try and find connection and that that may be as simplistic as going and finding a person to talk to but it may actually be something a little bit more around what you're doing why you're doing it you know what, what your direction of your life is going for me i needed to i needed to ditch that relationship okay now you've got there's lots of points to unpick there <laughs> i want to focus in the first instance um on when people are literally physically on their own and feeling lonely And I think there are certain groups of people where this is a real challenge. Mm. And I think, you know, the elderly, for example, you know, they've had busy lives. um, Their families have left home if they have a family. And they're then left spending huge amounts of time on their own with the company only of the telly and maybe the cat or their pet. Mm -hmm. And I think for many of them, one of the issues that heightens the feeling of loneliness is that they feel they have no real purpose. And I think, you know, when you have a great sense of purpose, you don't feel on your own because you are busy focusing on on making that purpose work. Mm -hmm. But I think for a lot of people who retire, for example, 
their sense of self, their sense of being enough is tied up entirely with being whatever their job may be. It's become their identity. And when that identity is no longer available to them, they don't feel that they have that same sense of worth. Now, that lack of purpose, I think, is true for pretty well any age group. If you are not doing something that you feel is valuable, if you don't feel enough, then it's very, very easy for that to slip into a sense of loneliness. And then with loneliness comes depression, anxiety, and all of the other things. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, many times I, I work with clients who who are depressed. And when you start to unpick what's going on, Mm. being lonely is a significant element of that. And looking at why they feel lonely is is really important because unless you know what's going on, you can't find uh, a solution. Mm. So I think for me that, that... there are a number of things that you can do for yourself if you are feeling lonely. And I also want to talk about what other people can do in terms of helping people who are lonely. And the first is to recognize for yourself, are you feeling lonely because you don't feel worthy? Mm -hmm. You don't have a purpose. You don't have a sense of being enough because if that's the case, then you, the, antidote to feeling lonely is to find something that fills you up yeah it can be creativity it can be spending time in nature it can be um helping other people but whatever it is it's recognizing that if you are feeling lonely it's because there's a gap in your life and the gap isn't necessarily another person because the the challenge is if you're only Um, prepared to allow yourself to feel complete when you are part of a partnership or when you're with the family, then you're completely dependent upon that circumstance being there. And that's not always possible. Yeah. I'm reminded of how many clients, for example, that I've worked with who have are going through a breakup of a relationship or are between relationships or um, have become divorced whether that's a formal divorce or divorced from the, the, the person that they cared about or their family or whatever. Yeah. And how frightened those people are of being on their own. Yeah. And that they would do almost anything rather than spend time um, in the house on their own. And there's a number of things, elements to this. And one is that they've handed over the responsibility of their emotional well-being to somebody else. And when that somebody else or some other people, not just one person, isn't there, then they don't have any sense of of personal well-being because the elements that they've created that build that structure that helps them feel enough Mm. is no longer there. Yeah. I mean, we've talked often haven't we about the most important relationship that we have is the relationship we have with ourselves yeah and learning to be comfortable in our own skin learning to be comfortable with who we are i think is one of the most powerful ways to avoid feeling lonely mm. but it's also a, a long lifetime of attempting <laughs> i think so it's not a done deal is it because we go 
and we'll go through periods where things feel right mm-hmm. and then emotionally something will have happened and we will revert back to that old sense of loneliness yeah and that's why i think doing the deep dive work on oneself is so important mm. that you know if you have done the work on yourself if you have a great relationship with yourself it doesn't mean that you'll never feel unhappy and never feel lonely but the chances are you will feel less lonely less often because you are comfortable in your own skin yes yeah i mean we come into the world alone and we go out of the world alone and and in actual fact of course we're only ever viewing the world through our our own singular viewpoint <laughs> that's absolutely true and you know we talk about you know seeing uh, the world through rose-tinted glasses mm. if you want to see a different world then you need to change perspective put a different pair of, of yes. metaphorical glasses on yeah i mean if, you, if you're not comfortable with the company of yourself then you're sort of in a constant terror of fleeing something that yeah. you know you're never going to be able to flee so um yeah, the, the, the main work around any, anybody who is chronically lonely, the main work would be to, you know, explore the, the answers within first, um, as you say, to identify what, what's up. I mean, it, it could be a very simple problem. It could, it could just be that you're craving the company of humans. We are, after all, herd animals, aren't we? We are very social animals. And yeah. so going on to what are the antidotes to loneliness? And I would say, if you are somebody who is lonely, reach out, you know, reach out to other people. Um, Be the one that initiates the phone call. Mm. I think what many people do is that they make up this story in their head that nobody wants to talk to me. Nobody cares about me. And so they don't make the first move. And as a result nothing happens because again they're expecting other people to take responsibility Mm. and you know one of the a great way of 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 combating loneliness is to focus on doing something which will make other people feel less lonely yeah so join a voluntary organization at least then you have um things in common you know there are, are phone buddying groups where you if you can't leave the house you can still have contact through phone, Zoom um, or, or Skype. And whilst that doesn't give you the physical um, presence of another person, energetically, you're still connected. We're in different places today where we normally sit on the same settee to do this. Yeah. And yet we are connecting together. And through this, we're connecting with other people mm. around the world. Mm. And I think, you know, my dad used to say, particularly for both parents, if I was feeling fed up or didn't know, you know what to do, was bored, his comment was always, go and do something that makes a positive difference to other people. And yes. it's been a great, um, it's been a great principle of my life that, you know, when I have been fed up, and there have been times, and those people who know my story know that there have been some pretty dark and bleak times, yeah. But having a purpose, which is, okay, what can I do rather than what can't I do? And how can I make a positive difference? Even if it's just making somebody smile because I phoned them to say, thinking about you, or I texted them to say, how are you? Mm. Makes you feel better. Yeah. And, you know, loneliness is one of those things that becomes pernicious 
as people feel lonely, so their capacity to step out of that place and to take action to, to dispel that loneliness becomes more and more limited. Mm. The feeling of rejection and the stories that we make up in our head when we're feeling lonely about nobody cares, nobody loves me, yeah. um, I'm all alone, poor me. Yeah. Loneliness is a great way of getting into victim mode. And as soon as you do that, there are no resources available to you. No. No, I mean, that, that sort of um, poor me energy is is always a difficult one to break always um but you know i guess the bottom line without sounding too harsh about it the the bottom line is it you're the one feeling this so you're the one who has to go do something so um although it does feel harsh when when you're in that disconnected uh, suppressed feeling um it can be very hard to find that you've got the strength to go do and to fight off the stories the they'll be busy they'll be there but the, the secret is to do it in small little steps absolutely so the interesting thing is breaking states so you're sitting in a chair yeah. you're watching the telly and if you're anything like me then daytime television doesn't do it for you and you think oh so get up go and make yourself a cup of tea or a, cu- a cup of coffee mm. go for a walk get out in nature mm. um, Listen to an uplifting podcast, something like this. Mm. <laughs> Join a group like Genuinely You, where you have a, an opportunity to, to talk to other people and will always respond. Mm. You're not on your own unless you make that active choice to be on your own. Yes. If you want to be part of a group of like-minded people where there is interaction and people truly care, come and join the Thrive Together tribe. Yeah. You know, there are lots of things that you can do if you're listening to this and you're feeling lonely where you don't have to be on your own. And I'd like to spend the last few minutes of this, uh, of this genuine chat talking about when you feel on your own and you're in a relationship, when you feel on your own and you're within a family. And it, again, it's so easy to, to make those stories up about nobody cares, nobody's noticing. And, you know, there's, I've known clients where they're very good at the and the sigh and the the droop, expecting other people to mind read how they're feeling. And then we talk when you're in a relationship, can it can feel a lot more acute because there is the logic that says I've got a partner and they're supposed to see me and they don't, and almost there is a that's a much more bitter pill in many regards but it's amazing how how many people just do exist within that state they do and you know there i think for me it's important to try everything you can within that relationship to make that relationship work Mm. and that may be going to the person that you live with and saying i'm feeling really fed up what i need from you is i need a hug Mm. or what i need is can you stop what you're doing and talk to me or can we arrange to talk Mm. Um, because I just I'm feeling lonely Mm. but what many people do is they expect the other person to mind read Mm. and then there's a double whammy because they're feeling lonely and then they're feeling let down and disappointed because the other person hasn't noticed Mm. now I absolutely accept there are relationships where the relationship um, actually is toxic and needs to end 
But many relationships could be saved and become great relationships if people were much more honest about yeah. how they're feeling. Yeah, I think I think the vast majority of people who are lonely within relationships and sort of, you know, have existed in that state for a long time is not, is because the relationship actually isn't obviously toxic. It's just a low grade negligence that's going on. And that's much, much harder to identify and, and, you know, feel that you ought to do something about it. There's, there's it's a, a bit like the frog, that dreadful frog experiment, isn't it? If you drop the frog into hot water, it jumps out. If you drop the hot uh, the frog into cold water and turn the heat on g- gently, people yeah. don't notice. I'm not suggesting anybody does that, please. Please don't try that at home. <laughs> no killing of frogs. <laughs> um, uh, but I think it's very true in terms of relationships. Now, we're getting to the end of our time together. And so what I want to say to you is if you're feeling lonely, if when you listen to this, you're feeling lonely at this time, then please reach out. You can find us at genuinely-u.com. That's genuinely-u.com. You can email me at Gina at genuinely-u. We're on Facebook at genuinely-u with Gina Gardner. I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram. Reach out. If you need some help, help is available. If you go onto the website, lots and lots of free resources, lots of positive podcasts and um, articles for you to, to use that can help you get into a better frame of mind. But if you need some help, it's really important that you reach out. And I want to say that this isn't just about personal life. You can feel really lonely in your professional life. If you're a leader, it's a very lonely position at times. So reach out, go to enlightenedleadership.co. All of the websites and the, the things that are in the, the show notes, but please take some action. Just that small action of reaching out can help you feel less lonely. You will find us also on Patreon. Come and join us, whichever platform you use, come and join us. Um, and feel that you do matter, that we value you, that we're going to listen and we're going to see you. So whatever you're feeling, please let us know and let us help. Thank you very much for joining us today, and we'll see you on the next show. Take care with lots of love. Bye now.